coming off the top of the cage it is the top of the cage podcast i am bill joined always by justin juice cannon and juice we got into our first tag team match tonight yeah and i think we lost no, <laughs> i mean i bet they could probably cut a hell of a promo compared to us so i i would not put that past them but Tonight on the podcast, we have MSP, Aiden Agro, and Danger Kid with two R's. And it was an amazing interview, honestly. I was a little worried having four people uh, in the top of the cage ring, but I think it went really well. Yeah, no, it was really fun. Um, they're really fun guys. They are a fun act to watch on the indies, and they are a fun act to interview. They are just really talented. I can't wait to see what they do. I know they're gonna uh, make it big. Like I'm, their character works great. Their tat, their in ring work is great. Everything they do is just great in the ring. They really are a really entertaining act. I remember the first time we saw them in a chaotic, like live in person in a chaotic ring. Uh, they took my breath away. They really had a great match against the unit, and watching them. Apparent for this interview, they had a lot of great matches. So I can't wait for people to listen to this interview with Aiden Agro and Danger Kid of MSP. Hope I've changed from the trip, trip. Way too slick, don't trip, trip. Shine bright when the spotlight hits, trip. Let this MSP get lit. We got another interview tonight on this episode of Top of Cage Podcast. So uh, this is our first tag team we got on. Uh, very excited for this. Big tag team wrestling guy. So um, they're a current pro wrestling magic tag team champions, three-time chaotic wrestling champions, one-time Northeast Championship wrestling champions. They are Danger Kid and Aiden Agro of the tag team MSP. Welcome to the pod, guys. Thanks for joining us. Howdy. Hey, Thanks for having baby. Us. Great. Glad to be here. Super. Super duper. So I'll just jump right into it. And um, it's the best way to do it. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's an easy question. Uh, how did the tag team of MSP form? How did you guys meet? Uh, how did how, oh, how did we meet? Okay. Um, that's a loaded question. There's a lot to it. Uh, well, kind of. We used to both play music, basically. Uh, not together, but with a lot of the same people in the same circle in the same town. And uh, that's kind of how we originally met, you know what I mean? Uh, and then a couple years later, I, you know, after kind of getting done with music and stuff, kind of got back into wrestling. You know, I had put that on the back burner because, you know, you go through high school and stuff and you get made fun of for it and like all that dumb shit. Uh, so I kind of came back to it. I was like, I don't know why I ever stopped watching this. Kind of fell right back in love with it. Found a local show, went. And uh, I'm waiting in line to get inside, you know, I'm ready to check this shit out. And Agro walks out the back, you know what I mean? From where the show is going on and walks, you know, he's going outside. 
I'm like, what's, what's up, man? You know, we had a little moment, you know, we knew each other. We weren't like crazy good friends, but we were acquaintances for sure. And, uh, he's like, well, I just started training and, uh, I was right there with him at the next one. So tell me, tell me this isn't the most wild shit. We both get into, we both get back into wrestling conveniently around the same time. He ends up going to the show. I'll, <clears throat> while I am on the other side, like as soon as I got back into wrestling, I, it was just to see if I still liked wrestling. Cause you know, same, same deal with, you know, kind of falling out of it in high school and whatnot. But I started watching it again and I was like, I fucking love wrestling and I need to do this basically. So I literally scoured Facebook for any local promotions that offered training. And I found one and fast forward, I ended up doing my first training session and I walked out and there's DK. <laughs> what are you doing here? I was like, I just started training. It was awesome. And he goes, you can train here. And he's like, I'm doing it. Literally his second training session, or excuse me, my second training session was his first training session. The rest is kind of history. What was the promotion or uh, school? The promotion was uh, IWE, Independent Wrestling Entertainment. Not a school, not a school. I'll say that up front. Absolutely um, not. It was, it was run by a local guy that had been around for, you know, years. Long. I think it was like, at the time, it was like 12 years, 13 years he had been doing it. And um, the company that he was running, IWE, he offered, a, he offered classes uh, the day, on the days before, uh, before the show. So basically how day of. one of those, yeah, or excuse me, day of show. And the way that these shows would break down was um, you you would show up around noon-ish and you and the other trainees would set up the ring. And then once the ring was set up, like, or how fast the ring was set up, determined how much training time we got. And then that probably started probably an hour or so after we got there. So we get the ring up around one and then we would train from one to about three thirty, four o'clock and basically getting ready for the show to start and then after the fact we would we would work the show we would carry gear we would do security you know any anything any job that you can think of during a wrestling show we would do after our training sessions and that's basically how we got to start lot, yeah yep i did like hand cam and stuff and yeah we would have to break it all down afterwards too so it was like a 12-hour day you know, when it was oh, yeah, all said and done, you know, like yeah. we would get there at noon, nine times out of 10, we wouldn't leave until around one and like 1 a.m. Jeez, and we yeah. were paying them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And we were yeah. paying them, <laughs> obviously, for the training and stuff. And, you know, the whole paying dues thing, you know, earning your spot and you know, all that good stuff, which, you know, there's, there's a lot of value to that. Um, but I mean, it was free labor, it definitely a little bit of exploitation perhaps but you know you gotta do what you gotta do when uh you don't have a leg to stand on in the business and uh that's what we did yeah i mean that's that's fair i mean that's that's so interesting though i mean you hear about a lot of guys especially you know in this area you hear about them coming from uh you know like new england pro wrestling academy or other schools like that but it's it's interesting just to, to hear 
that your guys' story isn't necessarily from a school, more from like a, a promotion that offered the classes. It was some well, carny see, shit for sure. New like Nepois, New England Pro Wrestling Academy was four hours from us. So without really relocating, that was just something that wasn't feasible for us on a consistent basis. Like, like we, we had the opportunity to get down to Nepois like a couple of, a few times, like in our formative years, but it's just never something without relocating that was feasible to be able to do consistently. So, you know, we had to do what we had to do and get our training where we, wherever we could. So when did you guys specifically decide to become a tag team, to work together, not just be individual wrestlers? Well, I mean, we already knew each other. We already got along. Our friendship grew and grew. Like, we're best friends now. Like, we weren't when we started. It's just like, you know, being in that spot and being there with each other, it just kind of like that bond grew. Um, driving around to all these, these shows all over Maine and stuff. And we were our class, if you will, like there's, you know, people would come and go. There were some people that, that were there the whole time, but we were like definitely we probably had like six people in the class. Like yeah. our, our core class, when we started, we had like six to 10 people, lots of people coming and going, but we were, we were the best. And like, we always, you know, I, I say that with confidence, the bar was not set very high, you know, no offense to any of those people. We're from Maine, we were dude. There ain't the nobody up here. There is no, there isn't nobody up here. So it was not hard to be really good. <laughs> and not to mention the standard for main wrestling, like way back then, like this is before limitless wrestling. Um, you know, the standard was not there, you know what I mean? And that's why that main wrestling had a stigma for so many years and still kind of does a little bit. Um, but, you know, we, we were right there, you know, kind of neck and neck, you know, pretty much everything that we were doing, like, we both did really well, you know, maybe I would slack with one thing or he would slack with one thing, but like we, we did a lot of the drills together. We were really on pace with each other and we both wanted to travel. That was a big thing. We traveled in bands. We wanted to keep that up. We knew that we didn't just want to stay in Maine. A lot of people that were like, you know, something back then coming around to the IWE shows, like they would tell us like, get the fuck out of here. Don't stay here. Don't pigeonhole yourself. If you want to go and, anywhere, yeah. whatever you do, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Going back to the um, the music thing, what types of music did you guys play? Like, what was the bands you were in? I mean, the music that I played, I mean, I guess somebody would consider, like, some would say it was, like, emo or, like, metalcore. Or, like, you know, I, I played mostly, like, metal bands, and, like, I, I had one good band where it was like you know more slow jazzy music which you know i just had a lot of fun with but yeah for the most part like heavier metal bands yeah same definitely like post-hardcore and like punk stuff like that um we definitely have a lot of the same tastes like musically uh and that's why we were ended ended up in the same like music circle the music scene um and yeah, there's I'm sure we anno- I'm sure we annoy plenty of other wrestlers on these on our car rides just because we listen to some wild shit that probably nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, like we'll be in the front seat, like jamming, like singing at the top of our lungs with the fucking radio cranked, and the people are just in the back seat, like this is loud devil music. What is going on? You know, like I don't know, like, but we have fun with it, and yeah, it's just part of our bond, you know, our like brotherhood. It's just one more thing that we have in common. What are some of your guys' uh, inspiration for your music? 
I know you said we probably never heard of him, but I, I'm still curious. To ask. Fair. That's fair. Um, I don't really, you know, fuck, it's been so long since I've thought about playing music and getting into that creative mindset. Um, I can tell you right now, like some of my favorite, like probably my favorite band of all time is Rise Against. Uh, that was the band that made me want to play and perform music in general. So I'll throw that out. Mm-hmm. like i i my first my first bands that i was ever in were more like pop punk bands so like my favorite band of all times newfound glory you know bands like them some 41 fucking bowling for soup like any any of the any of those uh you know blink 182 green day any of those old school like pop punk bands like punk bands like that's that's what got me when i was younger yeah i'll shout out boston based uh you know r.i.p band uh vanna that that's a big one definitely for both of us oh, too yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. cool guys that i've seen play like eight times okay those are all bands i know so that's awesome yeah fantastic that's... then you have good taste in music yeah <laughs> no i'm a big pop punk guy and uh that type of music i mean i feel like from uh, i live in a town like cable mass and um that's like the music like i, I feel like 50 percent of the people you know here are in like metal bands or that type of band or like trying to start that type of band so like a lot of times i go to friends like uh they're like a garage (laughs) garage band concerts oh yeah i we've been to shows at like plenty of basements and like storage unit shows and just shit like that uh yeah definitely definitely some good memories in some weird places for sure So we were talking about your guys' music taste being a little bit out there, but one thing I think that's pretty obvious with you two is you both have pretty unique individual names. Can you let us know a little bit of the inspiration or what gave you the idea for uh, Aiden Agro and Dangerkin? Two R's, by the way. Can't forget the two R's. <laughs> Damn, you got them R's in there, baby. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll start. Mine, mine is literally not interesting at all but um like you know i play i played a lot of world of warcraft uh back in the day and uh when you would play a tank character your uh your job uh would be to to get the attention of of any of the enemies and it's called aggroing you know the enemies and I just, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I identified with that as like a wrestler. Like I just wanted to do, I just wanted people to come at me, you know what I mean? And like, then I just associated with, I associated it with um, the old show global guts, which, you know, the pinnacle of that show was the aggro crag. So all, all of these things just kind of culminated into all things that I liked. And I was just like, fucking aggro. And, and conveniently enough, there was a band that I was listening to at the time where they had a song called aggro. So like all these things together, just kind of, I, I was just feeling it. And that's, that's what came to mind when I was trying to think of a wrestler name. I was just like, there's too many things that involve aggro that I just love. So that's what I'm doing. Aiden was kind of just spitballing, honestly. Aggro was the, the overall goal and even even back then, I had always had the intention of like eventually just like deviating from Aiden completely and just being aggro. Is Aiden's just kind of always stuck at this point? Like people still just call me Aiden, so I'm just like, you know, like, call me whatever you want, dude. It's not my name, but I do also 
love the band Aiden. Uh, definitely one of my favorites growing up. So I think I might have been the one that suggested Aiden because of that. Uh, I can't really remember, but uh, yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure some some com- conversation like that happened. Yeah, sure. but I don't know what you're talking about, Braj. Like that's. I think that's fairly interesting, personally. Uh, mine is definitely not. Um, another band that I really like, especially at the time of when I was like training and trying to come up with a name and everything, is the band Danger Kids. So I was just like, fuck that S. Who needs a plural? You know what? I'm, I'm just Danger Kid. You know, that was literally it. I, the, I, the DK, you know what I mean? For short, I am a big Dead Kennedys fan. My autograph, my signature, if anyone's ever gotten one, it is literally like a play on the Dead Kennedys logo. So that is just, I don't know, that's just something it's that... It's the Dead Kennedys logo with two dots in it. Don't try that, to make it sound like it's something that it ain't. It's that the Dead Kennedys the K, logo with two motherfucking And the K dots. line is bigger. Dude, the K line is bigger. Okay, dude. I can't... <laughs> wow. Can't take you anywhere. You can't. Fuck you. I love you. You're a fucking asshole. You're saying those uh, stories were interesting. They were both very interesting. Definitely uh, vibing with those. Well, we're glad somebody thinks so. Yeah. Perspective, I guess. That was cool. It's always uh, interesting to learn how the wrestlers come up with their names. And um, it's always inspiration from other stuff. And it, I, I, Usually, I love yeah. naming this type of stuff. How did you think of the name NSP? It used to stand for Main State Posse. It does not. Anymore. Right. Well, I mean, technically, it still does stand for Main State I mean, Posse. We just go it's by It's not about NSP. the name, though, baby. It's about yeah, the vibe. That's, exactly. That's, that's how that goes. So I'll tell you this right now. The reason why we go by MSP right now. Well, I mean, obviously, besides the fact that we kind of, you know, we changed up the look. We kind of changed up the gimmick a little bit over the pandemic. But beyond that, um, everybody's fucked up the name Main State Posse like literally all the time. Like more all often than not, Main Street Posse, Main Street fucking this and that, Main State, you know, what? Main I, State Posse. Like, oh, dude, any was... combination that you can think of that sounds ridiculous, somebody has used it to talk about us and yeah. we're sick of it. Yeah, that and you know we we were told by like people that like uh, you know are somebody are something or at least at one point was something in wrestling that you know our shtick our mainstay posse stuff was just too regional. You know, why would somebody in California care about a main tag team? You know, and we went on for years, uh, you know, kind of being told that here and there. You know, thinking that you know we could kind of no it's fine like we 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 got it like we'll make them believe and you know yeah you know we we did our damnedest but we we hit pandemic and like you know we watched our our bookings just evaporate evaporate and it it was the perfect time to really sit back and be like let's let's go a different direction let's try something different this you know the whole main state posse thing it was when we got to NCW with Alexander Lee originally and main state posse has been a group since the early two thousands. And we were brought in to be Alexander Lee's like henchmen, you know, his edge heads, you know, um, his little tag team cronies, you know, he would wrestle the singles matches and we would help him win and we would wrestle tag team matches. And that was really how we got our first taste of wrestling outside of Maine. And so we got to a point, like we had another tag team, 
uh, completely different name. And we both wore masks and we knew we didn't want to do that forever either. So we got to the point where it's like, okay, let's take off these masks. And we asked for the blessing to use Maine State Posse. And so, you know, that was when we were like maybe two years in. Uh, we were at six and a half now. And uh, yeah, we were given the group to go ahead to do that because, you know, we were do definitely doing more with it than anybody else. And so we took it and we ran with it. But, you know, after a while, it just kind of became this thing that felt forced. Uh, you know, the plaid, the lumberjack stuff, you know, it's just, I don't know. We did a lot with it, but we felt like we kind of reached the end of the road with it, so to speak. I had never been a lumberjack a day in my life, so I didn't know I, a damn thing on how yeah. to back up my story when it came to talking to people about chopping wood. You I do I mean? love chopping wood. I, like, I can I, chop some wood, but like, I, love I don't to chop, chop wood. wood. So, you know, you, you know what I mean? Great work just it just didn't fit. Yeah, so but, you know, we, needed, we just didn't know what to do with it. We, did, we 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 really needed to figure out like who the hell we were before we did anything else with you know who we were as you know wrestlers, and you know with, with the pandemic really offered that opportunity for us to really uh, get back into the lab and figure some stuff out. And now you got the vibe. <laughs> yeah, got to get the vibe. Uh, yeah, it definitely the interpretation interpretation now like um being more mysterious and just being nsp definitely works better because we see that with msk too on nxt definitely cool and um i was actually thinking about things that MSP could say. <laughs> it is it's just funny that you say so fucking mad you said msk dude <laughs> you want to know something about msk you know that fucking little upside down west coast m that they do how in the hell did we go for four years without figuring out how to turn a west side upside down they got they they were msk for a week and they figured out they figured that shit out tell me that they ain't got a machine bullshit. behind them though they got a machine they got behind it. them they well got like it's it. just funny because like, we can't knock because they did it <laughs> we had been just like okay we're gonna be the vibe we are gonna go by msp now uh for like maybe a month or two and then they pop up on tv as msk and still nobody really knows what msk stands for it just is kind of random letters and they're also an interracial tag team uh and we're just like well what the fuck dude <laughs> you know what i mean like we when that happened when they first like debuted and everything we were just like you gotta be fucking kidding me like can we not fucking win like i don't know it's just it's funny. Like I love those guys. We've never. I don't yeah, no, never no, them. no shade towards no, zero malice because they uh, are an incredible tag team, and we always wanted to wrestle them before they were there. Yeah, they're and fucking better never, looking than us. Happened, but they're in better shape than us. They're better wrestlers. They're signed to the Fed, and they changed their fucking name to one letter off from Mars. And they're just, just like, really? What the fuck? You got to be kidding me! But. uh yeah, it's just funny that you mentioned them. Sorry, completely cut you off from wherever the fuck you're headed. I don't know. You hit him in a soft. You hit him in a soft spot, dude. You did. <laughs> you did. You fucking triggered that boy. You just stabbed me in the gut. Oh. You went straight for the fucking kill. <laughs> that was not my attention, but I'm actually. I think that went in a better direction than I was going. I don't really remember what I was saying. I think I was Sorry. Saying, I was thinking, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's kind of just funny. <laughs> definitely a future rivalry I definitely want now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, then my pop in the mouth. <laughs> that, that's definitely an easy way to start a feud. 
Tell them we're going to take our two damn letters back. One letter. Give us that MS One letter. Damn it. And keep the K. Give us MS back. Oh, yeah. I got you. I got you. I was just going to say stupid stuff. I was thinking about what MSP could stand for in other ways. It was just really bad recommendations. So we can. I mean, we've had like, we've had a couple like different you know dumb ideas where we just like talk talk about fantasy booking ourselves and like um i think one of them was like we just completely abandoned like the vibe or whatever maybe it was the plaid at the time and it was just like we just dress in suits and we are where we're msp men stay proper you know what i mean um we're just trying we i think we had a thing where we were trying to really uh brand ourselves as like only doing sentons like in all of our matches so it was like must send on people like we've we've thought we've thought of a hundred different things that msp could actually mean <laughs> that's funny that you say that mostly sent on people because um even though i don't have it in our google sheets that is in my personal notes <laughs> <laughs> we do we do do a lot of sent ons and i said do do so that's where we're at one thing that i've seen just you know doing a social media deep dive uh, not even deep dive you guys been campaigning for a match against uh kings of the district jordan blade and uh elo neal a lot it's just going that why do you want to face them so bad i mean i get it they're really talented and um well i mean i mean a lot of it is just because we haven't faced we have legitimately wrestled just about every tag team there is to wrestle on the east coast at least in the northern east coast except kings of the district and we just thought it was kind of wild that they're the only team that we have yet to wrestle after six and a half years. So we just, we want it. <laughs> we it want was, it bad. That and like, it also is almost happened a handful of times. Like before the pandemic, um, we were supposed yeah, oh, to. Oh, like it's been booked before. Oh, it just yeah. hasn't happened. Um, we were supposed to debut for primetime pro wrestling down. I think it was DC. It's the show that, um, Faye Jackson, like grinded on Effie's junk on the bar. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah, with that viral okay, yep, clip. Yep. So that company, uh, they had booked that, but then obviously the pandemic happened and that company, that company folded during that time. And then we also, I think it was supposed to happen. We were supposed to go down for Nova pro in Virginia and then some shady shit came out about the, uh, whoever ran that company. I don't know, but it was before we debuted, so we just pulled off. Um, and then I think, I'm not 100% positive, but on Halloween, we were supposed to, I think, wrestle them for Butch versus Gore in Chicago in a no-ring death match. And that didn't fucking happen either because that show got canceled. Um, so it's supposed to have happened so many times, and it just hasn't yet. And like we're, we've shared locker rooms with them before at wrestlers lab for wrestling magic and it's just uh, jordan blade is going to be at chaotic wrestling tomorrow night um as of this recording like it's it's just like how how has this not been booked yet but but i don't know if you have this in your notes uh but blitzkrieg pro is doing the right thing and on december 4th it's not a straight up but i'll take it it's going to be msp versus leary and perry von vicious versus king's of the district uh at doing Market right Zero. by tag team wrestling baby you yes love it. it's about fucking time somebody needs to book the straight up two on two because i'm selfish but i'll take it at this at point. this point we'll it's, take what we can get yeah 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 
is there an ideal location that you would like to see that one or I guess the two on two match happen? Not at all. I, th- I will do no, it anywhere. Th- I'll do it in a fucking parking lot, dude. Yeah, for real. I, I think that that's a match that really could be on any show. It could be like, you know, up in our neck of the woods, like a limitless. It could be down in their neck of the woods to DC area. I feel like the mat's a match. Yeah, obviously, I don't know how our chemistry is with them, but I feel confident and I feel like that's something we could take to the West Coast and bang it out. You know what I mean? Like, it could go anywhere because we're we're both legitimate tag teams and we take that that subgenre of the art that is professional wrestling to heart. And uh, I think we can make some magic with them. 100%. And you love to hear that. Are there... I know you guys said that you've wrestled almost every East Coast indie tag team. Are there any other tag teams you guys haven't had the chance to mix it up with that you want to? Man, the so big many. main event. We've wrestled the little main event, the circus main event, but we have not wrestled the uh, the the freak athlete version of the main event. And uh, we we conveniently uh, met them at uh, ESW in Buffalo, New York, uh, when we were down there last month and we had heard stories about meeting them and everybody we had talked to are like those are some big motherfuckers they are big and you know seeing is believing we saw those dudes i was like holy shit they are huge <laughs> and like legit just, football players dude imme- like, immediately your mind goes to like wrestling them and i was like man what are we gonna do to these guys if and when we do wrestle them <laughs> Anybody's guess we beat them. We beat them though. Yeah, man. Because yeah. I'm confident. I'm confident in our abilities. Fucking as a tag team, we would beat them. The outfielders, um, Shea McCoy and Boomer Hatfield, Bussy, you know, Alley Catch and Effie. The end. The runway. They're, they're ducking us, by the way. Alley and Effie better quit ducking us. The yeah. end is definitely another big tag team that's on our list. Higher society. I mean, fuck. I mean. Really, like, there's so many, like, of different generations. You know, I would love to have a match with Rock and Roll Express. That's one that has almost happened before, too, but never actually came to fruition. Um, you know, we were talking, like, dream matches. You know, we never got our match with Ortiz and Santana in AEW before they got scooped up. Uh, that's, that was, that's like, legitimately that was been our – that's, that's, that is the match that's at the top of our list because when we were coming up, they were – very very prominent in the northeast and that was that was always our goal tag team to wrestle and they ended up getting scooped up before we ever got the opportunity they got scooped up with impact you know way before aew so they were they had come and gone way before we got the opportunity to actually wrestle them and uh yeah I, I still I still believe in my heart of hearts that that match will happen someday eventually I'd, I'd like to you think know? so too I mean, the also, uh, like, you know, previous, like, Fed tag teams, you know, like, Brazongo, Headbangers, The Awakening. There's just so many. Like, we just want to – we want to mix it up with all the actual teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, like, if, 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 on that note, if we're, ta- if we're talking signed teams, I mean, the Butcher and the Blade, that's, that's another, another one. team yep. that, was, that was booked and supposed to happen. And that then, you know, other things got in the way, and it ended up not being – a thing anymore so it is what it is but you know we that's just another match we want to we want to happen <laughs> Aussie open 
the international teams. Yo. There's plenty of international yeah. teams, so that's a, that's a big one. Um, it's it's yeah. crazy that you have all these big so goals about wrestling all these all these teams or you know whoever you you aspire to wrestle and like it takes so long and once it actually happens you know it's you know every at least in our in our situation you know every every team that we've wrestled that we had aspirations of wrestling you know everything has always been awesome and like, like besties in the world to for example like Good they man. were on they were top of our list for years and uh, a ran a random promotion was the one that actually booked it you know and we had that match and it was legitimately everything that we had ever wanted and we, you know you, you just wish that we could have that there were more companies that are willing to invest in those dream matches you know what i mean that's crazy and also the fact that um you guys brought up I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but the fact that you brought up Santana Ortiz, Bill, Bill knows Santana Ortiz is my favorite tag team right now, and uh, that that would be a dream to watch because um, I love watching you guys too because that that would just that would be a dream match for me to watch. Um, that'd be incredible because they're just they're incredibly good. You guys are incredibly good as well. Like I was watching a bunch of matches today in preparation to talk to you, and um, I was blown away, especially by uh. A match you had with um Davy and JT and Chaotic. Oh yeah, and that was a goodie. Like, yeah, that that was a banger, and um, you definitely have a banger with Santana Ortiz, Butcher Blade too, and uh, hey, I mean a lot a lot of people from the Indies show up on like Dark and Elevation, so maybe those matches could happen there. Hopefully, they happen on a bigger stage in the future. Um, especially Santana Ortiz, that that's a match I'd probably buy tickets for wherever it is, even if it's like West Coast, I'd fly and just <laughs> make sure I'm in That means a lot. Man. Thank you. Uh, well, I mean, you know, they're at TV right now. I mean, our end game is TV. You know what I mean? We want to put ink on paper. Like this is, we've been doing this for over six years. We've been dedicated to wrestling, to tag team wrestling uh we would really love to make a living off of it if we don't it's okay you know a lot of memories and moments along the way and shit that we'll never forget stuff that we've never been able to done if it wasn't for wrestling but i mean you know that's the end game for us you know we want to be able to do our families proud and be able to you know live a decent life off of the thing that we love to do the most um so you know maybe we maybe we get there and Maybe Santana and Ortiz are waiting for us. Who knows? So I, I also just don't want to let this go too quickly. You guys almost had a match with the Rock and Roll Express. Okay, kind of. Uh, is it okay. eight person? So yeah, yeah. Okay, sort, okay. Sort of kind. Yeah, uh, we were going to wrestle against them though. I think it was supposed to be. Ah, oh, fuck! It was us and maybe the Amazing Graysons, maybe against yep. the Rock and Roll Express and Insanely Rude at uh, Northeast Wrestling. Uh, that was supposed to happen at one point. I can't really like remember what ago, happened. I think. Yeah, it was before the pandemic for sure. I can't really remember what happened there. 
but it obviously did not happen. I think Rock and Roll Express had to pull off the show or something like that. The match ended up being something completely different, but it was that was slated to happen at one point in time. Yes. Yeah, it was it was like the show before that show. We were talking to the promoter and he told us what we were going to be doing at the following show. And that included wrestling Rock and Roll Express. And then for whatever reason, it was never it never actually happened. But, you know, it is what it is. That's that's wrestling card subject to change, dude. Always. I get the, the amount of matches that we have been booked in that would have been really cool if they had actually happened. Uh, it's astounding, honestly, over the years. Uh, if you talk, actually, if you ask any wrestler, the matches that almost were, yeah, I'm sure they could tell you at least three, like really good ones that make you go like, huh, no shit. Someone actually almost booked that, huh? Like, I mean, a recent, a re- very, very recent example. We wrestled at Blitzkrieg Pro and we were supposed to be wrestling Dirty Dango and Danhausen. And uh, Danhausen unfortunately had to pull off the show. So it ended up changing the match where we ended up teaming with Dango. So you, the, the way that, you know, bookings can change from, you know, going from opponent to partner, you know, it's, yeah. it's anyone's guess. <laughs> Another good one that happened recently. Uh, we worked for this company out in Minnesota and we were supposed to wrestle the Bollywood boys uh so day of one of their visas didn't check out or something and only one of them made it to the show because they're from canada uh so only one of them made it so we ended up having a triple threat match me versus aggro versus one of the two bollywood boys which is probably the weirdest fucking thing that any wrestling promoter could conjure up but you know i mean that's all we had to work with it was a small locker room and there really just there was no other teams there was really not much we could do so that's that's what ended up being the main event of the show, which is just fucking weird, honestly, if you really break that one down. It was cool. It was cool to get the opportunity to beat each other up for the first time in like a few years, though. So that, yeah. was, that, was, that was neat. For sure. Because like, you know, as a tag team, a lot of people always ask us, you know, like, have you guys wrestled each other before? And like, yeah, of course it's happened. Like when we first got started in our first year, we both had like respective singles characters that were both off in their own storylines doing their own things both had individual titles from the company that we were at I and believe. like we we uh, yes um but it, it, the funny thing about that is like we we were our own singles characters all the while we were still in this tag team under masks performing on the same show so like i would go out and i would be the opening match and then DK would come out and be like the fourth match and then intermission would happen. And then we would come back from intermission and then we would be the tag team under the masks. And so, you know, by the end of the night, we both had had two matches and like in all of these characters, we held separate titles. So like, I was like, he was like the light heavyweight champion and I was the main state champion. And then together we were the tag team champions. So <laughs> collectively, the only title that we didn't have in this company was the women's title and the heavyweight title. So like, it was, it was pretty, our, 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 our upbringing in first year of wrestling was weird to say the least, but fun. 
So did you guys like make it obvious that you guys were the ones under the mask or did you just completely act like it wasn't actually you? Not at all. Nobody had a fucking yeah. clue. Yeah, nobody knew for which, a really which, long time. Which was it was really cool because we we eventually like once we once we were at NCW where Main State Posse was formed, we knew at that point that that was something that we really wanted to do. And we had zero interest in maintaining the characters and tag team that we were doing back home. So, you know, we, we got to do this whole big blow off uh, at the end of a show where we we killed off all of the characters at once and introduced ourselves as main state posse. So that was yeah. a really fun moment, you know, in our history that, yeah. you know, we always look back at and enjoy. Dude, that whole thing was so cool. Cause like at that point, people kind of started to figure out that we were under those hoods and we were, cause we were like this tag team called the fog. And basically we were skeletons and we had like full head to toe suits. And like, I was like white, my, I had like a white suit with like black bones and his was like a black suit with white bones. And so we were just like alternate colors and stuff. And we didn't talk at all or anything. And uh, it got to a point where, you know, some people had kind of figured it out. And then we had these singles characters. So that was all in IWE. And then we were doing Main State Posse legitimately everywhere else. We had just started up in Limitless and shit. You know, so people know about all these different things that we're doing. So it really was just one night. It's like, you know, we take off the mask. And it's like, oh shit, that's Levi Lexington, which was my singles character, and Amon Jordan, which was his. And then we were, then we got on the mic and we were like, you know, no, 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 you know, like these characters are dead too. Like, I, and we, we like pulled out the vests and like put them on like our main state posse vests. And like, it's like, oh shit. So like we killed four characters all, all at once. And it was like a, like a double revealing kind of deal. And it was just like really cool got a great reaction honestly looking back on it still one of our fondest memories in wrestling honestly the best the best thing about this thinking back on it now is if you look at my old character Amon Jordan and you look at DK's old character Levi Lexington and you put them right next to the vibe now there's really not much of a difference so it's all it's it's almost like we we rekindled the spirit of our first characters that we ever were in professional wrestling and i guess kind of turn the volume up on them and that's the vibe <laughs> full circle is fuck do you guys know if uh like the footage of that exists anywhere do you find that like on youtube or like a website uh, yeah for sure it's on i don't computer. know if it's yeah we have it i don't know if it's I on have youtube it. but we we definitely we definitely have copies of that for sure Cool. Get get a hold of me. Get a hold of me after after we're done recording, and I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. Cool. All right. It's 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 gonna be ratty as hell, and like taking on like an old fucking Nikon camera, but you know it's it's there. It's documented. Now we'll wrap it up with a uh, our final question, or it might be two parter depending of the night. <laughs> um, we always ask this all our guests um we kind of already went into it but i'm still gonna ask kind of yeah. make it more like specific so um first part it's a dream match with any tag team all time and if you guys want to add singles matches too that's fine but um and it can be any stipulation as well so like if you want to make it like extreme rules or coffin match i don't know whatever you want i'm interested to see what you guys say does alive or dead matter 
No. So it's it's a uh, anyone of any time. You can wrestle Bruno San Martino for all I care. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll say That's mine fair. right now, tag team wise, uh, us and the Hardy Boys in a ladder match. One hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like that. all feel time. That. Like if I could pick anybody, like that would be it. Like them in their prime. You know what I mean? Like. Hardy, I would love a match with the Hardy Boys now. I would love a match with the Hardy Boys in 10, 20 years. But, like, give me, like, Attitude Era Hardy Boys in a ladder match, like, right around the TLC triangle match times and shit. Like, give me that. Give me that. Like, inject that right into my veins. Uh, mm-hmm. Singles match. I would be intimidated as all hell, uh, but probably Eddie Guerrero, honestly. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. <laughs> All right, you want yeah, okay. or Shawn check, Michaels? Check this out. Yeah, I've, okay. In his prime. Yes. So, Sorry, I'll shut up. <laughs> so uh, I guess a re- realistic, uh, alive anyway. Um, Young Bucks, mostly just because that's the team that everybody looks at as like the team. You know, coming coming up over over the past decade, like they've been the team. So if if there if there's any team that we could wrestle where I would feel okay, there is absolutely nobody else that we could wrestle that we can't that we know for a fact that we can't hang with or can hang with, and that's that's the Bucks because every team that we've ever wrestled, we've always had that doubt uh, going into it like shit, can we hang with these guys? Like how do we how how are we gonna do and Every time we, you know, surprise ourselves, <laughs> it's something that we we were just able to do. But to to kind of ride the coattails of what you said, Braj, um, for singles, you said Eddie Guerrero. Well, one one of my my dream tags would be Los Guerreros, just to have the opportunity to wrestle Eddie in a tag team scenario. That would be. I just wanted to. I, you know. You know what I mean. Just like yeah. just having the opportunity to wrestle them would. It would have just been fantastic. But um, if I had to choose a singles, and this is this has been my my singles goal for since since year one. I I remember when in the formative years of Limitless, I got asked, you know, what I wanted to do if we went if we did the singles route, and my first was AR Fox. So that's just always been there for me. Like, you know, maybe someday I will wrestle him, but I am, I'm, I'm, a tag, I'm, I'm a tag team wrestler, dude. And like, I will take, I'll, I'll take that to the grave. You know, I'll ride, I'll, I'll beat that dead horse. I'm a tag team wrestler. So if I were to ever do it, it would be in a scenario where I was no longer a tag team wrestler. That's a good answer. AR Fox, um, I'm a fan of him in the Indies. I remember when Evolve, um, Evolved and Panic went under, and a lot of guys went to like NXT or AW afterwards. I was shocked he didn't go either. He's still just in the Indies. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely had the talent to do so. Uh, I think it's just like you know, he he was really focused on like his school at the time, and you know, a lot of personal life stuff, you know, shit like that. But like, he he is that caliber of talent that he could, if he wanted to be somewhere. He could walk in the door pretty much anywhere. I don't know about the Fed these days, but uh, you know, if he wanted to go to AEW or Impact, I feel like he could in a second if he really wanted to. 
at the end of the day, AR Fox is just AR Fox and he's doing AR Fox. You know what I mean? Like sure. he's just doing him and he's just living his best life. So, you know, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, uh, that's all you can do. And um, the question, there was a part two, but you guys kind of already answered it. Um, so we don't have to go into that. It was just current only. But you already went with that with the Young Bucks. Uh, that's definitely a great answer. All right. Well, DK and Agra, we just wanted to thank you guys so much for joining us here on Top of the Cage tonight. I mean, you guys both were a riot. I mean, your stories were so fucking funny. You guys, you can tell, are just so genuine to have such passion for the business. And I I can speak for Justin as well. I think you guys are going to go very far in this business for sure. So we just want to give you this time right now, though, to, you know, plug any social media you guys have, plug any shows you guys might have coming up, any sponsors, any gigs you guys might have, too. Uh, you know, the floor is yours. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am the danger kid. You can find MSP on Instagram and Twitter at MSP is the vibe. We have a website that has when I update it, our, you know, our touring list of dates where we're going to be, as well as our merch store that, you know, I run, operate, I ship everything out myself. We get the stuff printed ourselves. It's like a completely DIY operation where it's kind of gotten away from pro wrestling tees. So, you know, if you want to support us, that's the best way to do it. Uh, and then aggro. Um, I am Aiden aggro. I am a whole ass vibe and the captain. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at he is aggro. Uh, along with our website, uh, you can also find our, song drip drop on all streaming platforms you can download that and anything that you purchase in that regard will come back to us and we appreciate you for it you can check out our youtube page just look up msp but you should probably look up main state posse even though we don't go by that anymore because that's the best way to find this stuff um we're working i'm not sure it's a work in progress you know we have plenty. We have plenty of things coming up. You can catch us at uh, Limitless Wrestling, Chaotic Wrestling, um, Ironheart Pro Wrestling out in Minnesota. Um, Blitzkrieg Pro, Blitzkrieg Pro. Pro, Pro Wrestling Grind, and Pro Wrestling Magic. Places, a lot of places uh, you can find us. We just won their titles, apparently. Find yeah, us there. <laughs> we're there. We're all over the place. Follow follow us on all social media, and you know you it, you'll see. We're we're a vibe, baby. That's what we do. Yes, that is for sure. Well, all right, guys, again, we wanted to thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, to everybody else listening, thank you guys for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. And again, we would just like to thank Aiden Agro and Danger Kid of MSP for joining us here tonight. Uh, juice i there were so many instances during that interview where i just had to mute my mic because i was just laughing so hard those two dudes have such great chemistry with each other and i know you and i talked about a little bit offline but it, it almost was like their chemistry just helped our chemistry i mean you and i have been a tag team at this point for a pretty long time i think we just hit about what 16 episodes so you know you and i you and i have some good chemistry going on but it just it vibed, it gelled. It was such a great time to have them on. And again, I, I really appreciate both of those two guys joining us. They were a hell of a time. Hell of a vibe. The vibe. Yeah, I felt the vibe. It was a great vibe. And uh, I can't wait for people to hear it. I know I said that already, but I mean, 
I guess at this point they already heard it. <laughs> can't wait until people listen to it again. Yeah, we can't wait. We can't mad. wait for you to. We can't wait for you to unhear it and then hear it again. <laughs> yeah, everyone listening now, you have to listen to it twice at least. Exactly. We had two guests on, so it's only fair to them and us that you listen to it twice. Facts. All right, and before we wrap up and close the cage tonight uh we just wanted to go over some breaking news actually to our recording session so we record on uh thursdays and as of about what juice 9 9 30 p.m on this day we had a new round of wwe releases as announced by uh sean rothsap on twitter um i don't know if you have that list handy to go over real quick yeah, I have on right now. It's exactly an hour ago from when we're talking. Uh, so uh, John Morrison was released. Top Dalla, Ashante, Ashante Adonis, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. So all of Hit Row's no longer with WWE now. Um, they just sold out all their merch on the first day and being very over. And WWE was like, no, uh, this is dumb. It pisses me off. Uh, Tegan Knox is released. Drake Maverick is released. Shane Thorne is released. And Jackson Riker is released. Uh, are they just not going to have... They're just not going to have a roster. It's just going to be Roman Reigns alone wrestling himself in a few months at this point. Dude, right? like, it just makes no sense. Who was on SmackDown now? Like, who, who are you building up on SmackDown right now? It just... They cut one promo, had one match, and they're gone, or more than one, I know, but like it just felt like it was one, though. It felt like they were barely in there for a cup of coffee. Like, I just don't get it. They were amazing in NXT. They they got to the main roster, and like you said, merch sold out within a day. Like, do you not see it, WWE? Do you not see the money? Do you not smell the money? Do you not taste the money that these guys are? It just makes no sense. I I don't really wish this too much on WWE when releases come out, but God fucking damn it. Do I hope that these guys go somewhere else and make them eat their words, make them eat releasing them. I, and John Lauren, I just deciding that this is budget cuts per, per uh, Ross too. And that makes no sense. It makes no sense. And, and I, and, and again, guys like John Morrison and Drake Maverick and Riker, you know, those guys, you hate to see them leave. Same with Tegan Knox too. Again, all great talent. Like, those are all people, another round of talent getting released that all of them are going to go to another company and just do so damn well for themselves. And I don't know. It's it's making me a little nervous, kind of. You know, we talked to a lot of indie guys on our podcast, and it's like I almost don't want to wish them to go to WWE at this point. Again, I, I, I don't really like slandering WWE as much as I am right now. I'm not really about that, but. I, I, this 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 round is stupid. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you'd know we are huge hit row marks, and all th- all three of them, technically four of them, because I mean, hell, we love Bfab too. I mean, that's all I can say. Gibberish. I have no words. Literally, have no words. No, it's like we said. Budget cuts don't make sense for hit row because, as I said, they. Literally, the day their shirts got put up for their main roster shirts, they sold out. So they're making money for your company. And they're only going to make more if you kept pushing them. And if you book them the way they were supposed to be booked, and there was a bunch of rumors that Top Doll is going to be a 
like really heavily used in a company, not just in the ring. Like he did their uh, WWE's like finest treasures like uh, show on I forget what network it is. It's the same network that did those documentaries last year of like former wrestlers. Um, but yeah, like they were doing a lot of stuff with him, and this as a stable there were great. I hope I hope they stay a stable i hope that they form enough bond that they can leverage impact or aw assign all four of them together and make a new faction with same gimmick because they were money they were really one of my favorite things to watch in wrestling i think they had the potential to be one of the best factions ever like i thought the moon was the limit not even past the moon like I hope AEW and Tony Khan sees that and is like, yeah, we got to get these four together. We got to push them. We got to use them frequently. They got to be top guys. Swerve is top as top talent. Top Dollar is great in the mic. Ashanti is great. great. B-Fab is great. All four are great. And then I'm a big Johnny Drip Drip fan. So, um, you know, that's sad, but he he's going to be signed and he's going to be used more somewhere else so like he can go back to impact again be used um him and him and taya could go together since taya valkyrie was also released tegan knox this one is actually i think i mean a lot of releases they turn into blessings guys because a lot of these people get signed very quickly after after their 90 days or 30 days are up and they get better opportunities like diana perrazzo and take on you releases were good for them. Tay Conti was just in a pay-per-view in a huge match, and she's been killing it. And Deanna Prazo was just uh, had two title reigns and won multiple awards <laughs> and is one of the most overacts in Impact right now. If not the most over person in Impact. I think she is. I think mean, she is the most over one. And I think Tegan Knox has potential to do the same i think like Dion prazo went to impact and won the knockouts championship a month later i think tegan knox could do that very at the same and if she goes to if she goes to aw definitely put her in one of the title seats very quickly like i think thunder rose is probably gonna be the one to dethrone brit but as I, love, I would love to see Tegan do it too because I'm a huge Tegan Knox mark. And, um, or have Tegan be the one to beat whoever wins the TBS title. Either way, push her or whoever signs her. I act like there's only two other options she could go. There's not. There's a lot more. <laughs> NWA could sign her. Uh, if Ring of Honor does start up again in April, that'd be a good person. A staple of your women's division. Yeah, so um, that's it for the releases talk. Um, other people released as well that we already talked about. Uh, I wish them the best. Um, it sucks that these keep happening. This might not be done. So, you know, we'll keep you updated on our socials and I'll plug those now as we wrap up. Twitter, capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, O, lowercase O, lowercase D. Instagram, T-O-T-C underscore pod. And that is it for our socials. And that's it from me.
Yes, and as we come crashing down to the mat, we just want to say thank you all again for tuning in. Thank you to MSP for joining us tonight. We wish the best to these recent WWE releases. And as always, we hope to catch you next time.